Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Good morning. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Listen for Life Aphasia podcast. This is our New Year's episode. So we're going to dive into the art of reflection, and we're going to talk a little bit about goal setting today. Today, we're going to explore a framework. This is a framework for reflecting upon the past year, and it's going to help you think about what you want to achieve in 2024. Resolutions work when you break them down into pieces. If you say, I'm going to travel to Italy this year, and you don't start taking steps to achieve that, it's never going to happen. And then when you reflect next year, when you think, well, I wanted to go to Italy. Well, it didn't happen because you didn't plan for it. So we're going to get into the topic of reflecting today. We're going to go through three parts. We're going to give you a framework for reflecting on, on the past year. We're going to talk about creating successful New Year's resolutions, and then we're going to have some examples of breaking down a communication goal into bite-sized chunks. Of course, I'm a speech pathologist. I work with people who have communication impairments, so of course we're going to talk about communication goals. These topics are going to be over a couple of podcast episodes. This episode today about reflecting is big enough that I don't want to muddy it by giving you too much information. This is a process I've been working on myself personally this year. I have pulled this together from many, many different sources. I follow several influential people in this space online. I read books. I listen to affirmations, all sorts of good stuff. So as much as this has been helping me, I wanted to share it with you. So let's jump right in. Whether you are listening live, watching the replay, listening to this in your car as you're driving around, don't do this if you're driving, but I highly recommend you grab a pencil and paper, something where you can take notes or come back to this episode, listen to it through, and then come back and take some notes. I really, really encourage you to think about setting your intention for the year, but first we have to reflect. So the name of this episode is a goal without a plan is just a wish. Let's stop wishing and let's start doing. What do you say? Are you with me? So let's jump into our framework for reflecting on the past year. First off, you have to find the time to do it. And I'm not asking you to set aside an hour even. I would encourage 
even five minutes, 10 minutes tops. Find a time and a quiet space in your home where you can just have quiet reflection. Get something to write with. I am a big fan. Those of you who work with me, you know I am a notebook freak. Here's one, and I've got three different ones over there. I use them for all different things. For me, what motivates me is I love using colored gel pens to write. But when I really feel old school, I go with a pencil. And when I work with a pencil and a journal, I keep my sharpener near me. So when I sit down to reflect, I grab my journal because I like things in chronological order. I can then look back at what was I thinking last week or what did I write? I know I wrote something down last week that I had to do, but I can't think of it right now. I can go back to my journal at any time and look at that. I have a stack of spiral binders in my closet that I keep and I label them for the months and the years that are in there because my brain works where I will often remember something and it's anchored to something else that was happening in my life, in the business, with the relationship. So I have like these time anchors. So therefore I can look back through these spiral books and see what I was thinking because I wrote it down. But that's just me. You do you. But first, number one for reflecting on the past year, you have to set the scene for reflection. Quiet space, get your tools, and just sit there for a moment before you even start. Breathing is an amazing thing that we all, including me, take for granted. Take a couple of breaths, sit down, let your brain relax. And now let's get started. So first, we want to review the year. Why don't you think about starting just month by month? Think about what was happening in January, write down January, write a couple of things. Now think about February, write a couple of things. Go through the year first, because doing that, sometimes chronological order helps you to put things into perspective. It helps our, our brains organize things that have gone on in our lives or what we've been dealing with. Then now look back over your 12 months of your thoughts there. What's missing? What are other challenges, significant achievements, obstacles you faced? And also write down some wins. Did you take a trip with your husband who has aphasia? And even though there were some challenges logistically, whether it was with a hotel room or getting into a restaurant, whatever the challenge was, can you find something that was positive about that trip? That you got to see your daughter who recently moved out of state and you got to spend time with your granddaughter. Try to think not just of the negative, but also some of the positive. So let's talk about moving on. So now we've got thoughts written down chronologically, and then you just kind of did a brainstorm, kind of a mind dump of other things that have happened through the years. Now, 
Let's evaluate them. This is step three in our framework. Look at that. Maybe this is all the time you have to do this first time sitting down in your quiet space. Maybe now life has taken over and you've got to get up and go get things done. Will you please make a commitment to yourself and come back and do some more tomorrow? So let's say it's the next day. Let's move on to step three, which is evaluating experiences. This is, again, going to possibly be uncomfortable for you. You may not like reflecting on some of the challenges you had this year. But with, like I said in the last section, whatever challenges you've had, think about what a win was, even if it's small. Think about the highs and the lows. Write down any lessons learned. What successes did you have and what setbacks did you have? Did you have a setback and then you gave up on something you were working on altogether? Or were you resilient and figured out a way to get through it, to get it done? Maybe it's still a project that needs to get done, but you keep putting it off because it's uncomfortable. That might mean you need to sit with that thought a little bit longer dig deeper, write some notes, just brainstorm. Do not judge what you write down. The most important thing about reflecting, however you do it, get it written down, get it out of your head, because then that's when you can start to deal with it. Step four, we're going to assess our goals and aspirations. This is again, a progression through reflection. So what goals did you set last year? What goals did you achieve? Think about what you might want to achieve in 2024. Now look at those goals. I assume you have a couple of goals, whatever they were be. Maybe it's just getting the laundry done consistently every week. Whatever your goal is, that's your goal and it's important to you. How did it turn out? What, what stood in your way of getting it accomplished? What helped you get it accomplished? Did you have an accountability buddy, somebody that you were talking to on the phone and you said, I really wanna be able to get a handle on my laundry this year and I wanna make sure I stay ahead of it so it doesn't stress me out. You know, that could be, that could have been an inadvertent accountability buddy. I bet you didn't think of that. So let's move on to step five of reflection, emotional and personal growth. What, in what ways did you grow this year? In what ways did you have to challenge your resiliency? Did you have a medical issue or a loved one have a medical issue that you had to work through step-by-step step from the doctors to the medicine, medication to dealing with wounds or whatever the case may be, rehabilitation? What did you learn from it? What was your emotional journey and what was your personal growth? Take some time to think about it again. This may, this process of reflection may not be done in one sitting. 
but I still encourage you to do it. Even if you have to put it aside for a couple of days, keep it in the forefront of your mind to come back to it. So let's move on to step six of our reflection framework, relationships and connections. This part, I want you to brainstorm. Who is in your life? Who do you talk to? Get past, write them down, of course, but get past the immediate people in your life. Start thinking outside your house. Start thinking about who do you talk to in the neighborhood? Do you talk to the mail carrier? Do you talk to the pharmacist? Who do you talk to? Who do you interact with? Is Do you tend to see the same cashier at the grocery store? Do you have the same curbside person delivering the groceries to the trunk of your car? Now think about who do you talk to on the phone? Who's in your state that you talk to on the phone? Who is out of state that you talk to? Who do you connect with on Facebook or Instagram? Who do you send a random email to a couple of times a year? Think about blood relatives, not blood relatives, friends, family, acquaintances. Make this list. So I want to share a quick story. Two Saturdays ago, I was hanging out with my husband. I think we were watching a show in the morning and a familiar name pops up on my phone. My friend from high school, her name is Sharice, lives in another state. We don't talk very often, but out of the blue, she had just received one of my emails, one of my email blasts that goes out about the podcast. And she took the time out of her Saturday morning to call me. We had maybe 15, 20 minute phone call. But I tell you what, that connection with her made my day. It still makes me smile. Can you tell? I'm happy. Um, I felt appreciated and cherished that she took that time. And she's not a close friend, but we do have connections. And when we talk, it feels like no time has passed. So thank you, Sharice, for taking the time to call me that day. That that phone call is part of what I wanted to share with all of you as part of my reflection journey. I have a whole bunch of people that I don't keep in contact with because I allow my life to get too busy. I need to carve out more time. When I used to work in home care, I had a lot of time in the car driving between patient homes. That's when I make all my phone calls. That's when I connected with people. But now that I'm home working on Zoom, I tend to get distracted by the things going on in my home and around my home. And I find I don't tend to talk on the phone very much anymore. And I'm getting a little out of practice talking on the phone. Isn't that weird? It's like, you know, before we had cell phones and everybody's phone number was saved on our phone. I used to, back in high school and college, I didn't have a cell phone. Yes, I'm that old. And I remembered, I knew everybody's phone number. I didn't have to write it down. I didn't have to write down my credit card numbers. I knew them. I practiced them. Now, if you live outside of my home, I don't know your phone number. I may recognize your area code, but I couldn't 
tell your phone number from somebody else's. Isn't that crazy? So connecting with people is like a muscle. You have to exercise it. So who are the connections and the relationships in your life? Who are some of the new connections you've made recently? Do you want to further that relationship? And this doesn't have to mean you're spending hours and hours with this person, turning them into your best friend. Maybe it's just a text. Maybe it's just a quick, hey, how are you? What'd you make for dinner last night? I need ideas for what I'm going to cook tonight. Don't make this complicated. All right, moving on. We are on to step seven of our reflection framework. Future goals. This is, again, just a brainstorming session. You've probably filled lots of pages in your notebook. So now I want you to think about your health. Ooh, does that trigger you? What is your health like right now? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating good food? Are you drinking... Are you taking vitamins, if that's your thing? Are you getting outside and getting some fresh air? Are you getting any kind of downtime? Are, um, has your doctor been nagging you about doing some tests that you're dreading doing so you keep procrastinating and putting it off? 2024 is the year to take care of your health. If you haven't seen the doctor in ages, you need to go. Do not put off your health. The health is the one thing you can get some control over. Of course, you can't handle all of it. But if you procrastinate and avoid it, you're going to come down with health problems that you absolutely will not be able to control. So what's a future goal for your health? What's a future goal for your financial stability? Do you need to think about your will? your trust, insurance, long-term insurance, long-term care planning. What is it about financial stability that you've been putting off that you should definitely write down right now, whatever it is, just do a brain dump, just get it on the paper. What is holding you back with your financial stability? What needs to get done with that? These are future goals. What about a future goal of simplifying things in your life? I used to subscribe to, I can see their logo. I'm trying to, two fly ladies. If my friend Maureen is listening, back in the day, back in, gosh, 2010, I think they were called the two fly ladies. And these ladies were all about cleaning and organizing and mostly purging. And they had this weekly newsletter and they always gave you a challenge. Like when you walk into your master bathroom today, go through one drawer and throw out all the expired makeup, prescriptions, medicine, and make a list of like medicines like Pepto-Bismol that's been expired for three years. Make a list and go get some new medicine. So these two fly ladies always inspired me because what they did is they broke it into little pieces. They didn't say, go clean your master bathroom today. They said, pick a drawer. You can do that in five minutes. 
you brush your teeth and before you put your toothbrush, well, I keep mine in a drawer, you may not. Before you put your toothbrush away, go through that drawer. For me, I've got hair bands galore, bobby pins, barrettes, hair clippies, you know, and there's hair stuck in them and it's gross and I don't take the time to manage it like I should. I felt a million times better just cleaning out that one drawer. So why not make it simple? Why not make a future goal of simplifying one room at a time, one drawer at a time? I'll tell you what, it'll make you feel better. What about a future goal of building a relationship? What about getting to know your next door neighbor who's been so supportive of you and your husband after he had a stroke? Maybe you get to know her a little bit. Again, you don't have to make her your best friend, but it's nice to connect with people. And someone that's in a physical proximity to you, that's easy. If you need to have a get a hug, I have one neighbor at the end of the street. Elaine, if you're listening, I love you for this. Elaine gives the best hugs. If I needed a hug, all I would have to do is text her. We would meet in the middle of the street, hug it out, and then go on with our day. Sounds weird, right? Sounds a little cringy. Well, I tell you what, it's an amazing thing. I had to get over myself. I had to put myself out there to enjoy these hugs. Elaine's the one that started it. This is her thing. Hugging is her thing. And she will hug you for a minute or two. So you have to be ready to hold on. But I tell you what, it's an amazing connection. One more area to think about for future goals. Me time. Wow. When's the last time you did something for you? If you're like any of the caregivers I talk to on a regular basis, you feel guilty if you sit down to take two minutes to drink your coffee by yourself. Do you have a bird feeder that sits outside your kitchen window? Could you sit down with your morning beverage and just for a minute or two, enjoy the birds and only think about the birds? Think about how cute they are or their colors or their size or how they interact each other or do they like that bird seed or are they scooping it out onto the ground? Why not just take a minute to relax your brain, get away from all of the things that you need to do in that moment and just enjoy the birds for a moment. We're still talking about looking ahead. We're on step seven of reflection aspirations and dreams. Ooh, this is a big one. What do you want? This is not necessarily for this year. Maybe it's a five-year goal. Maybe you want to travel to Italy. This is on my bucket list. It is, but I haven't carved out the time to make my plan to do it because I've allowed other things to get in my way. Italy for me is probably at least a year away. My goal is 2025, but I intend later this year to spend the time and start researching and thinking about it and putting down all the action steps that need to happen in my personal life, with the family, with the business, where my kids are, with their goings on with college. There's a lot to consider. So that's one of my aspirations and dreams. 
but what about how you feel about thinking about future plans? Maybe it's not a vacation. Maybe it's you need to replace your car because the one you have is unreliable and it causes you stress. When you start thinking about future goals or things that you want to do, does it make you feel uncomfortable? Does it make it make you feel like you don't deserve it? If that's the case, I need you to take another minute and acknowledge what you're feeling. Why are you feeling this way? Where is that coming from? I mean, we can do, I'll get an expert in here. You know, my intention is to bring more of this kind of content to you this year, because I know you in my community, you're either a person with aphasia or a communication disorder, or you love someone who has a communication disorder. You have added stress and complication in your life. And there are tools and experts and strategies and ways of doing things that can help you. There is no reason you have to suffer or go through this alone or be alone. So whether you, if you don't like these episodes, skip them. But I highly encourage you, as I'm going through this journey, I want to share more with you so that you can help with your own journey. If you are struggling with thinking about an aspiration or a dream for yourself, it will come. If your mind goes totally blank, maybe you just need to do some more time reflecting before you can free up some space to think about what would I like for myself? So let's move on to step eight. I don't want to get too bogged down in any of these, but step eight is gratitude and acknowledgements. Expressing gratitude. It is a practice that I have started for myself this year. I take it very seriously. In the month of April, every day in the month of April, I spent time in gratitude. Some days it was just being thankful for a beautiful sunrise or how my coffee tasted. It was a good practice for me to stop and smell the roses. I think that's another phrase we all take for granted. We've heard it our entire lives, but it is so meaningful. Again, we get caught up in the junk. We get caught up in our own thoughts and beliefs. Sometimes we just need a moment of gratitude and to acknowledge the hard times and to acknowledge the good times. Please also take a moment to acknowledge any support you get. If you get a text message from a friend who lives in another state, and maybe your first reaction when you see this text is, oh, now I've got to respond to her. Now I got to find something to say. I don't have anything to say. And maybe you get angry or hostile or just feel plain old irritated that now you have to take the time to respond. That is someone that took the time. They were thinking about you. They sent you positive energy. They took the time to text you. Acknowledge that. Say thank you. You don't have to say it out loud. Say thank you, Kelly, for texting me. And then respond. Just keep it simple. Again, don't overthink this. Don't write a novel. Just say, thank you for thinking of me. 
it was great to know that you thought of me and sent me a text. Have a good day. Much like I got that phone call from Sharice two Saturdays ago, I still reflect on it. I am grateful. Oh, I got a text yesterday from a former client. I hadn't spoken to her in five years. I had her first name only in my contacts. And she sent me a beautiful photo with a saying on it, wishing me a happy new year. And it took me a while to remember who she was. It took me about a day. And I responded back to the text message yesterday. And just to confirm that I knew who she was. And we just had a quick little exchange. I think we exchanged like three text messages each back and forth. But that was a connection. And I'm grateful for that connection. I'm grateful that she took her time and thought of me and sent me the original text message. So step nine is closure and mindful ending of reflection. Whenever you sit down to reflect, whether it's two minutes or 10 minutes or it's an hour, and even if it's over multiple days or multiple weeks, every time you end your reflection, find a way to get closure. Meaning, acknowledge, I wrote this out. Good for me. Give yourself a theoretical pat on the back. Smile. Think about something positive. And when you close your notebook, take just 30 more seconds. Take a breath, take two. Take nice, long, slow, deep breaths. Relax your mind for a minute and just sit with your mind empty. So many people are good at meditating. Mm, I'm not so good at it, but I'm actively working on it. That's going to be a whole other story I share with you at some other point in time. But it is important to just take a breath or two and let your brain relax before you get on with your day. So what did you think of this episode? We didn't talk much about aphasia, but we did talk about reflection. Reflect back on 2023. Think about what you want for 2024. Did this feel too woo-woo, too out there, too hocus-pocus? Is it uncomfortable? Or does this practice potentially resonate with you? Do you think it's ridiculous to try and carve out time on your very busy, stressful day and existence to write things down? I encourage you to rethink those thoughts. Rethink your mindset. We all can find a couple more minutes in the day to reflect and take care of ourselves. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we need to figure out why. That's something many of us tend to feel like we have to give it all because that's what's expected of us. And we don't realize how it actually harms us. When I neglect myself and I get sick, what good am I to anyone else? What good am I if I have to cancel client sessions or I don't make dinner for the family? 
And don't take that wrong about the making dinner part. I actually enjoy making dinner for my family. It's one of the ways I give back. It's one of the ways I connect with them by making a meal. And hopefully we are sitting down and eating it together and having a couple of minutes of conversation to reconnect at the end of the day. I would love to hear your thoughts about reflection. Is this a practice you do? Is this something you're open to? Are you not open to it? Would you connect with me somehow on social media, either in the comments, sending me a private message, or emailing me directly? I love to connect with you. I will tell you that one of my goals for this year is consistency. Consistency on social media is not something I have. I can be consistent in many, many other areas of my life. But social media is a relatively new thing for me as it's part of my mission with my business to connect with the this community, with the aphasia community, with folks who have communication disorders, because that's why I'm here. That's why I'm on this earth and why I'm doing what I'm doing as I'm doing it now. How'd, how'd you like that? Uh, nice long run on sentence there. Okay, I will leave you for today. Happy, happy, happy 2024. I wish you nothing but health and happiness. And next week when we come back to the show, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. And we're going to break it down into a how-to, step-by-step, so that you can succeed with your New Year's resolution. And I'll tell you all about mine next time. Cheers, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Wishing you a fabulous week.